0: I'm Jeff Sheesby, a.k.a. The Old Man Who Bets. And I'm Anthony Latino, a.k.a. The Odds Fellow. And this is Short Term High Volatility Investments, your one-stop shop for sports betting and insights, no matter what season is in full swing. And now, let's cash some tickets. What's going on, everybody? Episode 27, it is a great day for a great day. This is Short Term High Volatility Investments. My name is Jeff Sheesby, a.k.a. The Old Man Who Bets, alongside my main man, Ant Latino, a.k.a. You might know him as The Odds Fellow. Ant, talk to the good people. How are we doing this week?
1: It's a little cold out there, Jeff. I think we've bypassed fall and uh, winter is here. So we might have to change up our little banter at the beginning of the podcast because I think pumpkin beer season might be over.
0: You think pumpkin beer season has just evaporated like that? I haven't even had a pumpkin beer yet.
1: I think we're missing out then. We got to expedite things a little bit, get the pumpkin in there, get the cold in there. The frost is coming. (laughs) The car was cold. It was chilly. uh, The kids are bundled. But hey, I'm still enjoying it. You want to know why? Because there's still football every single Sunday. We even got some action. Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. And, you know, you really know fall and winter are here when Maxion starts during the week.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And I did wake up to my heat hissing this morning for the first time of the season. But you know what that means? The mosquitoes are dead. I love that first frost. The bugs are gone. And, you <clears throat> know, I don't know if they would just never come back. But we're not here to talk about the bugs. We're here to talk about the NFL. The podcast stays hot. We went one and one last week, which. Candidly, it was our worst week so far, uh, which is saying something. We're 18-4-1, which I think is pretty good. Uh, your main man, she's over here. I'm 11-3-1 th- on the podcast. The odds fellow is 7-1 and one on the podcast. Look Perhaps out. I should play less plays and just stick to the ones that are wildly well vetted Without <laughs> break-even so far on the NFL. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I think we got a pretty good show for them this week. Two picks, short and sweet, just what they came to eat. We're not going to waste any time here. We like sports, we like data. Let's get into it. Where do we want to start?
1: Let's dive right in with a, uh, a little bit of a revenge factor. Mm. And I think this week, uh, revenge is a dish best served in San Francisco.
0: All right, why not? Why not? I love some good revenge, baby. I mean, vengeance is so sweet. You're very high
1: on the Kyler Murray-led Cardinals, as you should be. They're a they're a rocking team. They were undefeated until they ran into, you know, the COVID, the injured, the you know, I guess now not vaccinated Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and they lost Thursday. What an insane
0: storyline out there! (laughs) Not not great. not great <laughs> wheels are coming off for the nfl we won't even get Absolutely. into the other issue because it's a little too controversial and Honestly, a little too tragic, but you know yeah. our hearts go out for everybody who was involved. Back to the Packers, back to the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm coming off a nice loss on the Cardinals, which I'm not thrilled about. So that's probably my only piece of concern here. And I haven't even heard your analysis yet, but I am totally. concerned that they uh, had a dud and and now might come back with with some vengeance as you're looking for the revenge. Maybe anyway. revenge on all sides. Maybe revenge yeah. <laughs> on all angles. But uh, but back in Week Five,
1: this Arizona car, this Arizona team. Uh, did beat San Francisco 17 to 10. They were favored uh, in that game by five and a half. The total went way under, um, you know, 27 on a 48 and a half total. Um, But, You know, what I was kind of looking at was this line movement. Right now it's sitting, I've seen anywhere between a pick to plus one, plus one and a half. I think there's some reports. This is off the board in some places. I did grab the plus one and a half on good old DraftKings. There's some speculation about the health of Mr. Kyler Murray, which is not great for that Cardinals team. Now, that's kind of a nice aside. I think a nice added benefit to what I'm targeting here and why. Uh, But realistically, I'm looking at the last matchup compared to this, some of the line movement, and keying in on the fact that Jimmy G was not in that game. Now, Jimmy G, not the sexiest of quarterbacks, not always the most successful, Um, but the Niners... can we
0: just clarify that real quick, Ant? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G, physically... And with our eyes, perhaps the sexiest quarterback in the league. I think you're talking a little bit more fair about Stetats. And, and I forgot about field, his correct? dating.
1: I forgot about his dating history here.
0: Yeah, I just don't want us to be labeled as yeah. fake news out here, you know, slandering one of the most handsome yeah. men in the NFL. But back to you. Got to got to take
1: care of the listeners there. So Jimmy G did not play in that game and said it was rookie Trey Lance. Um, and Trey Lance, you know, for as much upside as he has and potential in the future to be the franchise quarterback for the Niners or for someone else, a lot of raw talent, uh, great speed. Um, you know, not really fully prepared to be there at the helm of starter again, especially against a good Arizona defense. And I think you saw that come through 17 game, 17, 10 game, very sloppy. The Niners couldn't capitalize on a lot of opportunities. I think I actually had them, plus five five and a half or six something in that range and I was shocked they couldn't cover the game right. you know let, let alone win with some of the opportunities that they had uh, so Trey in that game had a 58 and a half passer rating Jimmy G through six games has averaged 91.9 so I think you're going to get him to come right back in steady the ship a little bit I think they battle back it's a big game for the Niners uh, not to say it's not as big a game for the Arizona Cardinals but when you look at this division they have to tighten that race up right the Niners have mm-hmm. to get back into it in a competitive. Division. Luckily for them, you know, you have had the Russell Wilson injury, so they get Seattle coming back down to earth a little bit. But the Niners are 0-2 in that division right now. They can't, you know, uh, go about losing another game. So I think you're going to get a little bit of the kitchen sink here. I think you're going to get a little bit of the build. Coming off that Bears victory um, and just kind of, you know, continuing to, to right the ship. So, you know, one common opponent here was the Packers. Both teams lost to Green Bay. Uh, San Francisco lost 30 28, almost came roaring back um, in that one. And Arizona lost 24 21, similar where they almost came roaring back. So the Packers kind of jumped out to early leads, I think, in both games. Um, one thing I think you can key in on, and especially if Kyler's hurt, you know, which to the betting side would be a benefit not to young Kyler's career or maybe his MVP futures odds Um, but I think you know when you look at this San Francisco gave up 17 points to that dynamic Cardinals offense at the time Mm -hmm. Uh, the only other time Green Bay or the the only other time Arizona has been held to a point total that low was 21 um, you know in the most recent matchup against Green Bay so you know can the Cardinals put up points yeah is Kyler Murray good yeah are they coming off a dud yeah but I think ultimately this division matchup splits the season series. I think these guys go one and one I think San Francisco gets themselves back into the race. And I think the sexiest quarterback alive, Jimmy G, writes the ship.
0: Yeah, I think something that's super interesting as well, um, which I think the line obviously reflects here at only one and a half. Yards per play on offense, Arizona 6.1. San Francisco 6.1. Yards per play on defense, Arizona 5.2. San Francisco Five point two, so wildly interesting there. You know, kind of across the board. The points per play is a different story, but um, you know, I think that obviously the line there is speaking to the fact that San Francisco should should improve. And hey, they put up thirty three against a pretty good Bears defense last weekend. So um, yeah, it seems like they're getting a little so healthier.
1: Sweet. A little healthier running back, uh, Mitchell finally had a better performance similar to the breakout I think he had in either week one or week two um, when I spent a ton of money on him in the waiver wire and then he disappeared for a few weeks, so that was sweet. Um, yeah, for sure. And the yeah. running
0: backs are almost at 100%. The stable is almost there. Jeff Wilson Jr. is coming off the uh, the IR maybe this week, but soon yeah, enough. Look, so they're third, about to have third four. Third in rushing
1: offense with some of those guys banged up throughout the yeah. year. So if they can write that chip a little bit and attack that, I want to call it a weakness. You know, they're the, the Cardinals are ninth in rushing defense from a DVOA perspective. Mm-hmm. But they're second in pass defense. So, sure. you know, you do get a little bit of, of that regression, hopefully, on the running side of, of what the Niners want to do and how they want to attack. Um, you know, but that Arizona defense is good. JJ Watt, I think, being out as a veteran presence, you maybe did feel that a little bit last week against the Packers. Hopefully that continues. Uh, so, overall, you know, I think a very good spot. And I was actually on the Dad Bods podcast last night. A little plug for the guys at GPO Lock. And we had a great <laughs> guest on uh at ct bets 16 on twitter and he's on the hustle podcast with like kelly and vegas and, and some others from that crew and he broke down the game for us and and uh he brought up the niners and cardinals and my face lit up because i knew what we were doing and where i was going he's on the same side so look i love right. to see that consensus that maybe a little contrarian play out there um so you know let's get paid let's go to
0: eight yeah. and one yeah why not that feels good get money get paid All right, man. Good, good, good. I love that one pick there. I love your commitment to being disciplined, honestly. Um, And, you know, just giving the people the best player of the week. And I'm going to do that as well today, I hope. Uh, Just one pick for me as well. I'm looking at the Patriots minus three and a half on the road, back-to-back weeks against the Carolina Panthers. Um, And, you know, this is another one of those things that I think they're just a gritty team that can get the job done. You know, every week they continue to, to surprise me, honestly. And, you know, again, full transparency. I am a Patriots fan, and that has nothing to do with this bet because I've bet against them multiple times, much to my chagrin, actually, uh, where they have soured. Although we did luck out on that Cowboys bet, uh, where the Cowboys covered miraculously in overtime, neither here nor there. But you know, looking under the hood here, we're looking at Pat's DVOA. We're looking at the Panthers' DVOA. Uh, for those you, you guys don't remember what that means, that's defense adjusted value over average. Uh, it's looking at total defense as well as rushing and passing defense separated essentially. We're just looking at the average uh, versus the kind of league average, so how much better you are efficiently than, than, than the rest of the league, similar to an FIP in baseball. But Patriots defense, DVOA number 11, Panthers defense number 8, pretty much a wash there in my eyes. But Offensively, we do see a pretty nice split here. Pats on offense, 17th turn the DVOA. Panthers offense, 29th. Anytime there's bottom of the barrel, we always look to target that in some capacity. And we look at yards per play, points per play. It's reflected as well. Pats on offense, 5.6 yards per play. <clears throat> Panthers on offense, 4.8 yards per play points per play there as well. Also, pretty nice gap. point four zero four zero three versus point three zero two, which is great. And defensively, kind of right where it needs to be. Similar to what we saw in the DVOA, almost the same. Uh, the Panthers actually have a, a yards per play uh, advantage, uh, 5.0 versus 5.5, but the Patriots have the advantage in terms of points per play, 0. .320 versus 0. .338. So, end of the day here, you know, really love watching this Pats team, of course. Uh, their bend-don't-break defenses look good so far and you know i think well honing in on on one specific statistic here where one of those things is not like the other looking at this panthers eighth ranked defense they are sixth against the pass but 19th against the rush and i think that's really the x factor here you know when damian harris for the patriots has gotten going good things have happened uh he's currently sixth in rush attempts per game as well as six y- yards per game which is obviously delightful to see as a patriots fan but you know, there's a correlation between him getting the rock and the good things happening for the Pats. In the two games where he's had less than 10 uh, carries, uh, the Patriots have lost. Uh, but that was against two elite run defenses New Orleans at number two and Tampa Bay at number four, Panthers at 19. Not the same, right? But you look at these other six games that they've played, all where he's had over 14 carries per game. The Patriots are four and two, and an argument could be made that you know, of course, Damian Ferris did fumble on game one to lose by one in field goal range to the Miami. Right there, that could easily be five and one, and then we got that unlucky loss against Dallas that easily could be six and zero. Oh. Nonetheless, both Miami and Dallas have better ranked run defenses than this Carolina Panthers, number 11 and number 16, respectively. So. That's also great. And, you know, again, this Pats team has just had a, every game even they've lost. They've, they've been in it, right? They lost to a pretty good Saints team and just beat the Bucks by uh, – it was 28-13, uh, but that was a pick six. That was a one-score game for, for most of it. And then, of course, they lost to Tampa Bay by two. Pretty gritty effort there. They lose to Dallas in a fluke overtime loss after taking the lead with, what, a minute 30 left. Gave Dak the ball back with too much time. Didn't get the ball in overtime, I don't think. I forget exactly what happened there. I think but it was the one-score yeah, so, exactly. Might have been Nacto the back through another pick six there. I forget exactly what it was, but we covered it. We got a touchdown when we didn't need it to cover there. Yeah, on it was Dallas. a
1: it was field goal. It was a punt by the Patriots. Cowboys yeah. just needed the field goal to win and then C D got Lamb loose to the, uh, to the house. for the house to put the cover.
0: Yeah, that was a lucky for win for us there. But nonetheless, those are three good teams that they lost to, all better than the Char- or all better than the Panthers. And then we beat the Chargers. We slaughtered the Jets twice. Carolina only beat them by five.
1: And look, going so, back to the Cowboys, a closer game against the Pats, you know, the score might have indicated a closer game against Carolina because they came back a little bit in garbage yeah, time. For but sure. The Cowboys were up by two, two and a half scores throughout that game.
0: Yep, and that was another, another Dallas Cowboys cover. They yeah. seem to be invincible. And if Dak is confirmed playing, I'll probably be back on them. So watch our Twitter feeds for more picks, of course. Hey, man, if Cooper Rush is – I'd look at an alt line if it's if it's Cooper Rush in the lineup. Just yeah, so I was I'm hoping that uh, Cedric Wilson would be back there slinging yeah. the rock after also that epic – uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that was on a rope. That was probably the best wide receiver pass I've seen. On the move. On the move. Yeah, on the run, in traffic, against yeah. the guy in stride. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah – you know, not too much to say about the Panthers here, other than I think they're wildly overrated. My only concern is is Darnold being mobile as a QB. I think we haven't seen too much of that from this defense for, for the Patriots. But uh, without CMC, they've been, you know, pretty lost. <clears throat> they obviously beat Atlanta last week in a. Terribly ugly game, nineteen to thirteen. They lost four in a row before that, including a, just an absolute embarrassing effort against the Giants. The Giants are in the bottom of the barrel statistically, uh, and they lost twenty-five to three, where Darnold actually got benched. So, you yeah, this Pat's team has been pretty good at bringing the bringing the the pressure. The, the secondaries look great, and. You know that's enough for me to back them. Two other quick stats: points per game. New England ten, Carolina twenty-two. Yards per game. And New England fifteen, Carolina twenty-five. So that, at minimum, 10, uh, ten percent or ten rank gap there. I think is good enough for for a three and a half. Um, and that's that. Let's go, Mac ten. Let's uh, let's bring this aerial attack. Let's get Damian Harris going, and let's hopefully get another Patriots win.
1: Yeah, and look, uh, if you're Sam Darnold, um, you might be seeing some ghosts of. Bill Belichick and Patriots passed. Yes. Right? Amen. So also a little factor there. You know, this guy, obviously he can match up well against rookie quarterbacks. Uh, but a lot of that's transcended to just young quarterbacks. Look what he's done to Herbert in the last mm-hmm. two or three games. They've matched up against the Chargers. It's been a little bit ugly for the, you know, the the Chargers golden boy. And I think Darnold, Darnold's been the same story. Uh, obviously with the Jets, you know, and weaker teams, he's in a little bit of a better situation in Carolina right now. But you're sure Belichick's going to have some things schemed up for the guy.
0: Yeah, can't wait. Should be a great Sunday. Uh, anything else you want to uh, address today?
1: <clears throat> no, man. Just keep enjoying the uh, the sports equinox. I've been watching a lot of hoops. You know, good for the Braves. I think you cashed a Braves futures ticket, right?
0: I did. Yeah. The was that win- to win the NL? <clears throat> yeah, that was just no, no. That was to win the division and then to beat the Brewers. So. Yes. Which I, I still owe you a martini there. for. Yes, so, you do. Indeed. You know. and one last thing I do want to plug here. You know, it is November. Over the course of the month here, my mustache will be coming in. We're raising money for men's health. Uh, Movember is, is an organization dedicated to keeping men alive, focusing on mental health, suicide prevention, prostate, intussicular cancer awareness, and ultimately early uh detection uh because those are cancers that are curable when they're found early enough but we're raising money we've got 20 people on the team i'm tweeting out updates every day we've already raised over three thousand dollars in three days which is wildly inspiring um to see that kind of support from top to bottom um you know i think mental health is obviously more at the forefront than it ever is even with guys like calvin ridley you know sitting out games because they're just not right and uh you know, that means a lot. So men are dying too young, you know, suicide rates for men are three and a half X higher than for women. Um, So let's talk about it. Let's, let's keep our homies alive. Let's raise some money. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns on how you can get involved, how you can join the team, how you can donate, just hit us up on Twitter. uh, And we will send you the right spot. So that's all we got today. Uh, Short and sweet under 20 minutes today, two picks. uh, But want to just bring those sports, bring that data, bring those good vibes. This is, this was, this always will be short term, high volatility investments. Talk to you guys soon.